Hi there, it's Jillian, and I want to tell you about Jillian on Love Plus, your way to get even more Jillian on Love each week by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Patreon. You can access exclusive bonus episodes with extras, including answers to your most burning questions, advice on all things dating and relationships, and much more. Check out the link in the episode description for more information. Hi there, this is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely transform their romantic relationships by first transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you are in a relationship, single or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their bodies, breath, and minds. I've coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is the art of choosing the right quote-unquote, partner. Now, I have other episodes on this. I have an episode on 10 things to consider when choosing the right partner. I have an episode on ending situationships. I have an episode on why you might be attracted to emotionally unavailable. So I have a lot of content here on Jillian on Love that will be a great segue into this episode. And I go a lot into the psychology of everything in those episodes, but I really wanted to do this extra episode on the art of choosing the right partner, because this is, it's sort of a tough love, I guess, episode in the most compassionate and empathetic way, but it's, it's also about taking action. And there's just some more thoughts that I have on the subject that I think is so important for those of you who really want a relationship and you're struggling to find someone right for you. And maybe it's just one disappointing encounter or relationship after the other. And maybe there's a part of you that knows deep down inside that something has to change. And so this episode is for you or for anyone you know who's struggling with this. And there is sort of an art, you know, I could have titled this The Science of Choosing Well. And I think that some of my other episodes, that would have been an appropriate title. But there is a science, meaning there is strategy to this. But there's also an art because it takes a lot of courage and creativity and open-mindedness to grow up and out of the ways in which we have been doing things and choosing that have not been serving us. So I'm just going to list a few things and give you some details here. So the first step, I should say, in choosing the right person for you, really choosing well, the first step is to be accountable. And what do I mean by that? In order to choose well, and if we're in the position where we need to learn how to choose well, if you're in the position where you know that your picker is off, (laughs) the part of you that chooses people is off, 
then the first step is just to be able to acknowledge that to yourself. My picker, my chooser, the way that I choose, something's off. I'm not choosing well. I'm choosing either people who are not good for me or just simply bad for me, right? So not everyone, you know, we can choose poorly, but that doesn't mean that we're choosing abusers necessarily or choosing people who are emotionally unavailable or or narcissistic or any of those things. We could just be choosing people who are just simply not right for us and for what it is that we want. And typically we're doing that. We're choosing because that person's familiar. We're choosing because chemistry. I mean, these are all the things that we have to do in order to learn. But when we get to a certain stage of life where we have that realization that we really need to make better decisions in life. This is what this episode is all about, making better decisions and not just basing decisions on who you're going to be in a relationship with based on chemistry alone and becoming aware enough to know what is familiar in a good way and what is familiar in a way that speaks more to an old subconscious wound or issue with a parent. Number two, figure out what you want. Because a lot of people, and I've done this before for sure, have come to me saying they want marriage, they want a relationship, but their actions speak otherwise. And so this is also part of the accountability process. It's to really figure out what we want so that we're not saying one thing and doing another. So do you want to get married? Is that important to you? Is marriage not important to you, but you want life partnership? Do you want just something casual? Because if you really want a long-term relationship, if you're someone listening to this right now and you're wanting to fall in love, to build a life with someone, maybe have kids, maybe not, maybe actually get married, maybe not, but you want to co-create together, build a life together, a home together, a future together, then for example, you need to date those who are not commitment phobic. So if you meet someone and they seem great and they say that, you know, they haven't been able to to commit to anyone in 10 years, or they haven't had anything go more than a month in 10 years, you know, then you should ask why. Because you want to make sure that if you really want that kind of committed relationship, if that's what you identify as what you want, then a quote unquote red flag would be someone who doesn't have a track record of being able to commit, it should at least make you curious and to ask. Because if you want, like I said, a committed relationship, you have to date someone who wants that too, not just in theory, 
but who values it, who values connection and co-creation at a very high level, who values perhaps family at a very high level. Because people are saying one thing and doing another all the time. And yes, I don't want you to become hypervigilant when you date someone. But, you know, the first couple weeks to a month, you're getting to know someone. And so it's important that there's some clarity around that. So it's about being clear with your intentions, not just clear with the other person, clear within yourself. And based on those intentions, you have to make changes in the way that you're choosing. Stop choosing the person who can't commit. Stop hanging out with those who aren't ready to be a parent when you're really ready to be a parent. Stop choosing those who are financially unstable if financial stability is a high value of yours and you need that. Stop making excuses for people because you're attracted to them. Stay very loyal to what it is that you really want, but you first really have to define that. Number three, intention. Never assume the person you're dating is on the same page as you just because there is chemistry and just because you're spending a lot of time together. Clarity is power. Have the conversation. You're spending a lot of time with someone. It's starting to feel like a relationship. Don't just assume that it is a relationship. There is no relationship without communication. You might be sleeping together. You might be spending time together. You might be having fun together. But it's not actually a relationship until you communicate each other's intentions. Don't be afraid to have that conversation. Don't just assume that they're going to act like a partner. Go into dating and relationships with very clear intention. Number four, never ever date or commit to someone for whom you have to change yourself. That doesn't mean growing. That doesn't mean getting healthier, if we need to get healthier, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. But if you're attracted to a certain type that really likes a certain type that you're not, and then you try to shapeshift into being the type that that person really likes because they're your quote-unquote type, it's a dead end. There's no art to that choosing. That's not choosing wisely. That's choosing like how we choose when we're teenagers. And this is not anything that I talk about on this podcast. I speak to with great authority because I have both been through it and I've also coached many, many people through it. And this is just the reality that we have to face if we're very serious about what it is that we want. Think about it. When you really, really want something, what are you going to allow to get in the way of that? Nothing. And in our love lives, when we really, really want something such as a relationship, 
we will go months and years and decades standing in our own way. But once we are accountable and can recognize that we're the ones standing in our own way or, you know, a pattern of ours is standing in the way, we will do anything to not do it anymore. And sometimes that will require a lot of inner work. But sometimes it's really just about drawing the line in the sand and doing things differently, even if it feels uncomfortable. It's no longer resisting that which you already know deep down inside of you is better for you. Number five, get in touch with your fear of closeness and vulnerability. Relationships need two people to have a voice in it and a presence in it. We can't hide. We can't play small. We can't play quiet. That doesn't mean that we have to be loud all the time, but we have to have a real voice and presence in the relationship. And if I had a dime for every time someone has asked me, why do I keep attracting unavailable? How do I attract a conscious person? The first step that I have people consider, first thing that I have them consider is how comfortable are you with your vulnerability? How open or closed, if you're really honest, is your heart? And most of us are walking around with this sort of collective trauma where we've been so hurt in the past that we're walking around with a lot of armor around our hearts. And I'm all for protecting, being an advocate for ourselves and protecting our hearts and not just, you know, not anyone should be given your heart. In order to get to know someone to the point where you would even know if you're going to want a relationship, in order to build a relationship with someone, it involves risk. If you're going to play it 100% safe, you're never going to reap the benefits of love. Because here is something to consider for those of you who keep attracting unavailable or you really wanting someone, quote unquote, more conscious. Anyone who is emotionally unavailable, either because they're blocked, right? They have some psychological and emotional barrier to closeness or because they are unavailable to you, meaning they don't feel as strongly about you as you about them. And that's not fun to consider, but it just happens and it's a reality. So anyone who's emotionally unavailable, whether they're blocked or because they're just not into you in the way that you really want them to be into you, they will be unresponsive or maybe even repelled by your vulnerability. In other words, when you reveal yourself instead of hide, when you are expressive about all things in your life and you ask for the ways in which you need to be loved, the ways in which you prefer to be loved, the emotionally unavailable person will not in any way be inspired to open up as well. On the flip side, those who are available to you and just in general, will be responsive, attracted to, and inspired by your openness and vulnerability. They will be magnetized to it. And then your vulnerability will inspire them to open up. 
So vulnerability is at the root of emotional availability and vulnerability is like a magnet to emotionally available people. And those who are closed off tend to be attracted to and tend to magnetize those who are unavailable. I see it over and over again. So the solution to this is to examine your own struggle with vulnerability, which is allowing yourself to be seen, allowing yourself to be heard and felt inside of a relationship. And when you learn slowly how to open your heart a little bit, you will magnetize more of the emotionally available. But here's the interesting paradox. When you do start to open up, and when that person is unresponsive, they have failed the test. In other words, don't commit to someone who you cannot express an opinion with, who you cannot ask for basic needs to be met, and someone who you can't actually be yourself with. So get in touch with your fear of closeness and vulnerability and bring your voice and your presence to a relationship. Six, just a a bad habit that I think is everyone should break if they have this habit. Stop choosing unavailable people or wildly inappropriate people for you and then get mad at them for not stepping up the way that you need them to. If this relates to you, if you're relating to this, stop that story that says, I'm not good enough or all blank are always emotionally unavailable. Stop that story. It's that you're actually choosing those people, chasing them, And then you're getting mad at them for not stepping up. And then after you're mad, you get depressed because then it confirms that you are actually unworthy when the truth, the true story is that you're choosing people who are wildly inappropriate for you. They're not right for you. So you have to get off that roller coaster. Seven, choose your sanity and peace over chaos always. If you are someone who's been in a lot of tumultuous relationships or relationships that feel like a roller coaster or just relationships that just don't go anywhere, at some point you will reach a bottom and your need for peace will become bigger and stronger than any desire or unconscious desire for chaos. It'll become bigger than your desire for someone just because you're attracted to them. It's when we decide we don't want the pain of being in those kind of relationships. We don't want the pain anymore of being in things that no longer serve us. It's exhausting. So peace, feeling safe, and harmony become your standard. And you just decide you no longer are going to participate in the old stuff because it is just too much for your nervous system. Eight. Be open-minded and give people a chance. So on the one hand, I'm very adamant about being specific about what it is that you want and you need, but if you're really honest with yourself and you tend and you can say to yourself, okay, my picker's been off, then you have to give people who you normally wouldn't give a chance to a chance. Don't dismiss people because they don't look exactly the way 
that you're used to, that what you usually choose. Now, of course, you don't have to give people a chance who are totally on this wrong page as you. And certainly if your habit is always giving people a chance and making excuses for them, it's that's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just suggesting that if you're not immediately crazy attracted to someone, give them a chance anyway, because that can grow. If you're totally turned off by someone, it's really just not going to change. But if you're just, if you're like, oh, they're interesting. They're not exactly what I would normally go for, but they're interesting. Give them a chance. And if you are someone who really is always choosing the wrong person and always going for chemistry, this is really important for you. Nine, we talk so much about finding the right person and, you know, only date the right person and where is the right person, finding the right person. But what about being the right person? What about becoming in many ways that person that you're looking for? If you want someone who's a great communicator, are you a great communicator? Do you have to learn a few new skills? Do you need to step up your game in communication? If you want someone who takes care of their bodies and and takes care of their emotional health, are you doing the same? And it's just not an easy thing to really look at because we're all flawed and we all will struggle with feeling enough. And I know some of you will really struggle to love yourself, but try to look at this step as, as more practical. What are the skills that you need to hone? What are the things that you need to actually strengthen inside yourself to be that right person? And then 10, breaking through limiting beliefs. This is not the easiest step, but let me give you an example. Let's just say you believe that you're hard to love or there's parts of you that's hard to love. You have some insecurity there. And then let's add to that that maybe you're stressed out about finding the one because, you know, you haven't yet and maybe time is running out and you're starting to fear that you're going to be alone and maybe you have a biological clock, maybe not. And then you add to that there is just one person out there for you. Like there's just the one and you're going to know it when you see that person, right? That's a sort of societal conditioning. You'll see them and you'll just know they're the one. When you combine those three things, that'll make anyone really anxious. Because number one, you think, hmm, well, I might be hard to love. So if someone's giving me attention, I have to just attach to them. And then you have the stress and the social pressure of having to find that person. And maybe you have the pressure of, you know, your family saying, I want you to get married and have kids. You know, it's just, it's a lot of pressure that many people feel. And then you combine that, that there's only one person out there and you're afraid you won't find them. That'll make us attach quickly to the wrong people because we're trying so hard to make something work and be right because we are carrying around a little or a lot of unconscious stress and anxiety and 
beliefs about ourselves. And so I share that with you just to give you insight into the fact that like, sometimes it's just about understanding there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with anyone just because they're not choosing well. It's just about understanding the thoughts and the beliefs and the patterns that we have that's been making it so that it's we're having a more difficult time than maybe some other people have had. But all the more reason why I want you to try your very best to get out of the fear mode and do whatever it takes every day to get yourself into a more positive leaning state where you can just say to yourself, no, I've been standing in my own way, which means I can get out of my own way. It might be hard. I might have to hire someone, but but maybe not. Maybe I've just reached my limit and I'm I'm willing to do things differently. I'm willing to look at this differently. Sometimes the most profound breakthrough and change that we can have is the willingness to look at something with a new perspective. And that's what I hope today's episode helps you with. So today is the art of choosing well, the art of choosing the quote-unquote right partner. Go with what resonates most with you. Definitely listen to my other episodes on this, 10 things to consider when you're choosing the right partner, why you are attracted to unavailable, ending situationships. I mean, if all of this resonates with you, just listen to all of them, take notes. Start now. If you're on the dating apps, maybe you need to change your profile. Maybe if you've been dating younger people, it's better to date a little bit older. Maybe the other way around. Just open your mind a little bit. If you've been only saying, I can date within this particular radius, maybe expand that a little bit. Make some changes. And if you have any comments or any questions, you can always reach out to hello at jillianonlove.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe. But most importantly, if you have a friend or if you have many friends or family members who could benefit from this, you just never know whose life you could be impacting and changing by sending them this episode. You just never know the flash of insight someone will have by listening to this. And I thank you for listening. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. Just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Galleon, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Galleon on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now. 
Get ready for Tangents with Tyler and Todd, a brand new podcast that will be the newest addition to your weekly routine. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Todd, and we're your hosts, ready to dive in headfirst as we explore life's biggest questions. We were kind of caught up in other people's goals of what's normal. And not for a moment did we let up the gas enough to think, what do we want? While giving ourselves permission to go completely off the rails. I don't think that dildo is, you can make it an adjective. Dildoine? Yeah. Did I do that or did they? It's giving comedy show with a sprinkle of soul searching on top. Premiering October 18th, Tangents with Tyler and Todd is your new go-to podcast that will make you laugh, cry, and question everything. With new episodes every Wednesday, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow with us every week. Tangents is coming and you won't want to miss this. Mark your calendars for October 18th and subscribe to Tangents with Tyler and Todd wherever you listen to your podcasts.